Welcome to the BBC Good Food Podcast with me, Barney Desmazri, and chef, food writer, and best-selling author, Sabrina Gale. This was recorded live at the BBC Good Food Show back in November. Welcome to the BBC Good Food Podcast, live from the BBC Good Food Show. It gives me great pleasure to welcome on stage my friend, Sabrina Gale. Sabrina, big round of applause, please. Come on. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. Have a seat. Have a seat, Thank Sabrina. you very much. Oh, a chair. How fancy. Welcome to the BBC Good Food Show. <laughs> Thank and you very much. And welcome to the BBC Good Food Podcast. Thank you. It's really you. lovely to have you as a guest. Thank you very much. So our BBC Good Food Podcast is called My Favourite Dish. <laughs> so ultimately, I know it's really hard. Someone who's written lots of cookbooks, you've got lots and lots of recipes. You are, in my mind, the, the queen of Persian cooking. Like, absolutely. If there is a Persian recipe I need, it, it, I go to you. But is there one dish... One recipe that evokes childhood, that you smell cooking, that, that, that kind of brings everything back, that's really emotional for you. Is there one, one dish? What's your favourite dish? I mean, uh, <laughs> it's probably not what you think it is. Um, the one thing that just reminds me of like childhood memories is <laughs> crispy pancakes. Okay, it's okay. We can go with that. <laughs> it's not very Persian, is it? Um, and now it's like there's tomato and mozzarella. I was like, you what? <laughs> like it was just cheese back in the 80s. Yeah. And there was a beef, brief period. And in fact, I don't think they do do the minced beef flavor anymore. <laughs> I learned just before COVID, I made them from scratch at home because they've got turmeric and spices in it actually so it's pretty could kind of be middle eastern if you will but i made them so now i'm like good to go i never buy the frozen ones again and were they as good as the as the do you know what the thing is the problem with even if you do find something that you remind you of your childhood if that's especially if that's the 70s or 80s is you can't have all the additives and e-numbers and flavorings in them and it's just no fun without them to be perfectly honest so i found that when i had found crispy pancakes yeah. in the in the freezers in the shop i was like so excited to get them home and like relive that nostalgia and i was like these are rubbish <laughs> and they need salt and they need just flavor they were missing that so i just made a quick crepe recipe which is thin pancake yeah. and i made the mince and i just put proper salt in it and then found the red bread crumbs and it was awesome and how did you how did you make them crispy you just fry them oh you fry them because that's how you used to cook you could either fry them or you could bake them and let's be honest baking them was a bit dry <laughs> it was a bit dry but it was easy because you just pop them in the oven so you just fry them and it was and, the and, what's, and what is it about a crispy pancake was it was it a bit of independence were you cooking them for yourself for the first time was it a mixture of cheese with kind of crispy crepes what was what was it about them so i was born in the 70s yeah. which means the 80s was like the first decade of like real food under not not just understanding food but having cravings watching telly and adverts and things like that you know full swing in the 80s and we didn't have as much as we have in supermarkets like you couldn't get loads of things so convenience food really came into its own in the 80s in this country and for me it, certain things like waffle shaped potatoes and yeah. like crispy pancakes and like you know they had all these like 
sort of, you know, noodle dishes that you'd rehydrate with yeah. a kettle. Not just the pot ones, yeah, but yeah. like curries and things like that. That tasted nothing like a curry, by the way. <laughs> nothing like what we now are so much more savvy to know. But it was just, it's nostalgia, isn't it? Yeah, now, you're, now you're growing up yourself cooking for, <laughs> cooking for a busy household. Yeah. If I had to ask the boys, what, what was, what's their favourite dish that you cook? <laughs> What do you think their answer would be? Uh, probably chicken korma. Chicken korma. Yeah, because, so I live in a village in Yorkshire and obviously I was raised in London and only yeah. uh, lived in London until about 2018. Pre-COVID, moved there and then met my partner and he came with these two fully formed stepsons. So they hated my food at the beginning. I like, hated everything I made. Pizza, like nothing. Mm, don't like it. Mm, you know, because they just weren't used to it. Now they love it. But for them, they do love a good curry. But what Geordies and Northern folk call a tikka masala, like, I don't know if this is common for people from the North, but tikka masala down South is definitely not what it is up North. Tikka masala up North is red with dots of chicken in it. Tikka masala down south is creamy and orange with onions and fenugreek and other things happening in it. My husband reassured me that that northern offering is perfectly standard. And I was like, right, mm. I can't eat that much food coloring. <laughs> so, so I cook at home. Korma is pretty easy. Korma just means like yeah. stew or whatnot. It's from a Persian word, korma. So um, I just make it, you it's know. It's from the north, right? Where Persia meets, where Persia meets uh, I India. I mean, I would say... It's definitely an Indian yeah, yeah, yeah. dish, but there's a lot of sort of traditions from Persian cooks that made their way into India through yeah. the Mughal Empire. Yeah. So they have quite similar, um, they use some uh, processes and whatnot. That, yeah. you know, and this is a, it's a very sweet dish, but as a parent, I can control how much sugar in it, I can control what I want, and also I can knock it up in like, you know, a handful of minutes, and they like it, and I, I go, come and taste it, tell me, do you think it needs more? I make them part of the process even though they're not particularly domestically useful, shall we say. But, um, you know, I'd rather make it than get it from somewhere, pay a lot more money and be maybe a little bit more disappointed or have a lot more fat and sugar than it needs to be. So, yeah. And... Um you guys eat together. You cook for you cook for the boys, yeah. and you're going to be you're going to be kickstarting a feature for us. So we're we're talking about Sunday nights in the magazine, but the big big thing is not turning the oven on. So it's got to save our Sundays, and you're doing yeah. the, fir the first feature for us. Am I? Is it the first it's one? It's the first one, oh. and it's, it's being it's, it's being uh, shot much. at your house. So talk us through the rest. These are recipes still to bring the family together, but the oven's not being turned on. So what are you cooking? Yeah. For us? So um, it is basically the brief was to keep things counted top yeah. for either a main or start a main dessert or a main aside and pudding basically so pudding no brainer for me rice pudding but chocolate oh nice an orange rice pudding it's it's really indulgent the boys are good with it which because yeah. they love rice pudding and uh it's just pretty easy and feels traditional to make and then um uh, for the main i just wanted i always think about slapping something on the table and everyone share so that goes against my culture that goes against eastern culture because we have instead of one big pot lots of little things on the table nothing fancy but just lots of bits but I like that so it's like a meatball orzo it's got like all the bells and whistles that you need everything all in one and it cooks all in one so that's going to be a nice dish to sort of share and obviously I make 
another version of it and there is another version of it in there as well so it's I know that it's yeah. a winner with kids because they can be quite tricky yes they can yeah we go through a lot of mince meat in the house that's a winning one for the boys Sabrina Gayle thank you very much for talking to the BBC Good Food podcast about your favourite dish Thanks so much for listening. For more recipes from all our favourite chefs, head over to bbcgoodfood.com. And to find out how to get tickets for our summer show, which runs from the 15th to the 18th of June, head to bbcgoodfoodshow.com. <laughs>